Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Everyday Revival with Pastor Kendall Watrous. Make sure to check us out on YouTube and Facebook, or you can visit us at faithlifefamily.com. Here's Pastor Kendall. Hello again, hope you're having a great week. Uh, we're going to be diving right back into talking about the real this week um, and on this podcast. Last week, we hit some pretty uh, powerful things. We were talking about establishing our hearts. We were talking about contending for the faith. We were talking about standing firm in faith and then clinging to that which is good. And that's what we left off on in Romans 12, 9 through 11 in the Amplified. And I'm just going to dive right back into it again today about clinging to that which is good. We're living in a society where people tell you to do everything but what is good. In fact, people uh, are lying on their jobs. They're lazy uh, in, in everyday things. The, the work ethic has gone down the tubes. I mean, we could sit here and name them all, but I'm not going to because we're going to talk about good things. But we do have to mention that we're living in a society where good is a lot of times called evil, and evil is called good. And um, people don't know what the real is anymore. Um, a lot of uh, older people have become very scared and skittish of anybody. Um, people are, don't trust people. Um, there's lots of, a lot of mistrust out there because people are, uh, they're so uh, just full of themselves and, and they lie and they cheat and they steal. And so um, we've seen all these different verses, though, that we've read about in order to, to keep from being uh, tainted by that and knowing what, what is real in this, in this day that we're living in and how to stand firm with, on the things of God is that we have to do something. We can't just go with the flow. We can't just go with what everybody else is doing and be okay and show up on Sunday uh, to church and think we're going to have a victorious Christian life. It isn't going to work that way. And if somebody tells you it is, uh, they're not telling you the truth because that's just not how it works. We have to do our part. Now, I'm going to read this verse again, and we're going to get into it. Uh, Romans 12, 9 through 11 in the Amplified, it says, Cling to that which is good. Stick to. Resist separation from moral excellence. This is the Amplified. Hold on tightly. Hold on tightly. So many people are letting go. So many people are like, this is too hard. I can't do it. I can't do. Listen, you know what? And I've said this so many times in, in our services, but you know, what's, you know what's hard? Don't tell me Christianity is hard, or I'm, I should say this. Don't tell me serving God is hard. You, you know what's hard? Hard is when you go and you, you bury a child because of things going on in their life and their family. Hard is when marriages are split up. Hard is what it does to the kids. That's a hard life. Hard life is when uh, you go and talk to somebody who made a decision uh, based on money and it completely destroyed their marriage, completely destroyed their kids. That's hard. Hard is doing things without God in the mix. Hard is keeping him out. Easy, or I should say, um, peaceful is when we keep him in the mix and we cling to the things of God. That's when we have joy and peace in our lives. 
Um, we talked about this, enthusiastically serving the Lord. Um, a lot of people, uh, because they don't choose to serve the Lord with gladness, they miss out on his blessings. You know, the children of Israel in the, in the wilderness, if, you, you know, if we had time to go there, um, but we don't. But they, they were, over and over again, they missed out because of their mouths. They complained, they murmured, they talked about the leaders. You know, and remember that one, uh, that one portion of scripture over there where they talked about the leaders and Moses and them, and they talked, uh, they talked about Moses being the leader and complained against him. And it said the ground opened up and it swallowed them whole, swallowed them up. Wow, that's pretty powerful. Man, I mean, we'd have a lot of, a lot of people missing today if, if that was current today. <laughs> but, you know, the ground opening up and swallowing people that murmured and complained uh, about, I mean, they do it about everything, you know. And as Christians, we don't want that to be our, uh, our testimony. We don't want to be the ones sitting in the break room at, at work talking about our bosses, complaining and murmuring and complain. That's why so many uh, uh, people that aren't Christians look at Christians and think, I don't want to be like that. Because that's exactly what everybody else does. And I don't need what they have because they don't have anything I need. You see what I'm saying? So, enthusiastically serving the Lord. Not complaining and murmuring against his plan and what he wants for your life. Not, not complaining against your job and your spouse and your kids and, and, and just life in general. Having, having thankfulness and gratefulness in your, in your mouth. Totally different subject, but just easy, uh, easy to put in there right now. The Message Bible says, don't burn out. Keep yourselves fueled and aflame. Notice it says, keep yourselves. Notice it says, keep, <laughs> keep yourselves. I'm, I'm repeating myself. I know what I'm doing. Keep yourselves fueled. Well, you know, it's just hard. It's really hard, Pastor Kendall, because, you know, life has just gotten so difficult and I've just got so many things with my kids and I just can't balance them all. Exactly. Right. It, you, you're not keeping yourself fueled when you know that's going on in your life. Listen, I did it. I was a taxi cab. I drove 30 minutes back and forth to school with my kids, you know, multiple times a day. But you know what? In the car, I had on teaching. I had on praise and worship music. I kept myself full. Why, yay me? No, I just knew that if I didn't do that, I was going to be a miserable person. And I knew that my life, I wanted it to be a testimony to other people. And when I said something, that it had some, some force behind it because I was actually being a doer of the word. I'm living it. And so when we do that, when we keep ourselves fueled and aflame, man, I mean, people notice. They notice a dry Christian and they notice an empty Christian. So don't burn out. Don't let your flame go out. You know, I, I've many, many in the society we live in today, they hate what's good. They, they'll take what's preached and they'll turn around and say, it's hateful. It's hateful. And they take something that's good and they turn it to evil. But as God's children, what are we? We are lovers of what is good. I, I, I say it all the time. I'm a lover of what is good. I love truth. I love his word. 
I love it if it's hard on me and I need, I need a, uh, you know, I need an adjustment. Well, then I'm in for it, right? I'm, I'm all for it. I want that in my life. I need that in my life, right? And so I, I love what is good. I love the things of God. And sometimes we just have to confess that in our lives and say that uh, because um, if we don't, we get really hardened towards the things of God. So we, we understand, too, when we love God and we stick, stick close to him, we have to, we, when we do that, we can trust that he's transforming us on the inside. When we love him and we stick close to him, we can trust that he is transforming us from within. He's the one doing the work on the inside. If you're, if you're of the personality type where you try to do everything in your own strength, a lot of times it can be really difficult in your Christian walk because it's not, it's not in what you can do. You're not the changer. You're the believer. We're called to believe God, and he's the performer. He's the one who's going to do the changing on the inside of us. But we have to stick close to him. We have to cling to him because we are his sons and daughters. We are the sons and daughters of the Most High. Let's look at this verse today because this just came up in my heart uh, over in Ephesians uh, chapter um, uh, well, let's, let's, let's uh, go to one for right now. Ephesians chapter one and uh, verse 16. Of course, this is a, a prayer uh, in, in the book of Ephesians here by Paul. It says in 16, uh, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. And here's the prayer. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, and that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, or I think the Amplified says flooded with light. So the eyes of your understanding, in other words, on the inside, you're going to be flooded with light, and that you might know what is the hope of his calling. I'm going to stop there for a second. Why am I bringing this verse up? Because so many of us, are looking for an answer. We're looking, even we might have become disillusioned. Maybe you're sitting there listening, thinking, I've just become disillusioned with the whole, the whole, everything, everything about uh, God. And I've just become confused and I'm disillusioned and hard things have happened in my life and I don't understand them. Well, I'm telling you today, you're hearing this. He wants you to know what's real. He wants you to know that he is real. And that all the other confusion and all the other things that you're dealing with, that's really from the enemy. He's the deceiver. He's the confuser, right? He wants to come in and make you second guess the things of God. But really, you know in your heart that he is truth. You really know that. You just have had circumstances get in the way. But if you read this verse right here, he said that he wants the eyes of your understanding flooded with light. He wants you to know what is the hope of his calling. He wants you to know what's real. He wants you to have direction in your life. And so uh, this, this prayer here is, is so powerful. On the inside, he's even saying that, you know, we would think of physical eyes, but these are spiritual eyes. In other words, on the inside, I'm going to have a knowing. I'm going to have an understanding 
of the things that he wants me to do. It's going to, the light's going to go on. I don't know if you've ever had small kids and you wake up in the middle of the night to walk through the living room and you stepped on one of their toys and, uh, yeah, because there was no light on, uh, you bumped up against something or you stepped on something pointy and it hurt, right? When there's no light, uh, there, there's, there's room for uh, bumping into things we shouldn't bump into and getting hurt, right? But he's saying here, I want to flood you with light. I want you to understand that you're guided by me from the inside. Now, I'm taking this kind of side journey here because um, I'm just feeling like some of you out there are, are dealing with that, that you don't know. You're like, I've, I've made so many wrong decisions, I don't think God could ever forgive me. Yes, he, 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 he does, he, and he will. But, you know, in these previous verses that I've read, you've got to turn back around and say, God, I, I've messed up. I, I've made some decisions on my own. I've made some, some choices on my own that have got me in a bad position, got me in a bad position, and I, I need you to help me straighten it out. He's so merciful and good, and he's so gracious, and he's there for us, y'all. So um, taking these verses that we just read and taking Ephesians verse that I just read, he wants to give us guidance. He wants, he wants us as we cling to him as we hold on tightly, as we turn from what's evil. And, you know, sometimes because that word seems so uh, dramatic when we say good versus evil, I mean, and especially in the American society, we've grown up with what, you know, um, Marvel movies and all the different kind of, you know, good, good versus evil. And so we think of it in that terms, you know, but it's, it, it's, it is black and white like that, but sometimes we slough it off and think, oh, that's not an evil thought. That's just, uh, that, you know, that's, that's really not that bad. But really, in essence, if we don't deal with those things, if we don't deal with those thoughts, if we don't deal with those uh, uh, longings on the inside for something else, we will slip away. We will go backwards. We will stay in neutral, I should say, right? It's kind of like um, counterfeit money. Um, you know, and I did this uh, object kind of lesson thing for our church. I, you, you have, you know, a piece of counterfeit, like a $20 bill or a $100 bill. Um, most people, to their just their naked eye, they cannot tell the difference in a counterfeit. I've been in grocery stores or something before where somebody will give them 100 and they have a certain marker that marks it and it shows up whether it's real or not um, because many people put counterfeit uh, money into circulation, of course, which is a felony. But counterfeit money is recognized, I think, what I've, from what I've read, um, they have blurry borders or lines, but you have to really look close at them. And I guess if they're really good counterfeiters, sometimes you can't even see the blurry borders. I mean, it's, it's that good and that, that um, deceptive. Um, you know, so a counterfeit, um, and, and in talking about being led on the inside and talking about clinging to that which is good, we, a counterfeit comes in, the enemy brings in something that looks so close 
to the real. And, you know, he holds it up in front of us and he says, this won't hurt you. This, this is awesome. This is great. You got to try this. And so what happens is because we didn't discern, we weren't close enough. We didn't, we weren't, uh, in communion and close enough to God in, in spending time with him, we couldn't discern what was real or not. And so we got off track and we got taken by the counterfeit. And, you know, uh, again, if, if the counterfeit is noticed by the blurry borders or lines or even the marker that they do, we have to, I mean, when something is counterfeit, and, and, and it doesn't show up right in front of us and go, bling, bling, this is counterfeit. We should stay so close to God that we're asking him on a constant basis, all right, should I do this? Am I, I'm always checking on the inside. Is this a good decision? Is this a good move? Do I want to do this? Is this real? Or am I just, am I just being led by extra money? Am I just being led by... The, it, this smells, looks, tastes, sounds good. Am I being led by my senses or am I be, being led by you? And so really the thread through this is, are we being led by the spirit of God on the inside? Remember in our previous podcast, we read that verse, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God or the daughters of God. So I'm led by his spirit, I'm, I'm a child. I'm, I mean, I'm a son or a daughter of God. And so we don't want to be led by the counterfeit fit. We don't want to be taken, um, you know, by these things. Um, listen, discernment to know what is real in, in this day when everything is shaking is crucial. It's vital. We have to have discernment. We have to know what is real and what's out there in, um, and, and then I should say this, I keep saying to know what is the real. Notice I'm not just harping on what is not real, even though there's a lot of things that aren't real. We, when we know what is real, and they say this about people that know counterfeit money, they're not really studying necessarily the blurry borders or the lines on the counterfeit money or, or the things that the counterfeiters are trying to do. They're getting those people to study the real they get those counterfeit, the counterfeit agents, the ones who detect the counterfeit money, and their job is they study the real so much that when anything counterfeit shows up, they know it's counterfeit. They're not, they're not putting all of their attention on the counterfeit. So I'm not here today to point out all the bad, yucky things, even though we're going to get into 2 Timothy 3, and we're going to talk about that, but I'm, I'm getting you to see the more that we we major on the real. What is the real? His truth, his word, his words, all which are his word. We're clinging to that which is good. We're contending for the faith. We're standing firm. We're establishing our hearts. Then when, once we're doing that, then when counterfeit shows up, we never have to ask our friends or go on Snapchat or go on Instagram or go on any social media and ask anybody. We know on the inside what the counterfeit is. Now, it's still our choice whether we choose the right thing or not. See, because even when we know, a lot of times it pops up. That's, no, don't go that way. Don't make that decision. Don't do that. And we, we, we're like, 
I really want that. I really, I really want to marry that person. Oh, I really want that person. They look good. When we make those decisions and go against what we know, that, that's our decision. God's not going to make us do anything. But what I'm trying to get you to see is that counterfeit, uh, um, that person who, I'm sorry, that looks at the real and they study it. In other words, I'm looking at the real every day. I'm getting up in the morning. I'm in his word. I'm staying close to him. I'm clinging to that, which is good. And it makes me happy. It makes me full of joy. He makes me happy. He makes me full of joy. Why? Because I know he's leading me from the inside out. I know that that guide is on the inside and I'm not going to make a, I'm not going to misstep because I'm in step with him. I'm walking every day. I have discernment. I know what is real. I know what's not real. And it's keeping me grounded and steady in him. Wow. These are great things. Great things. And we're going to get more into this in our next podcast. Um, so if, if you want uh, any of these verses, uh, again, go back over this podcast. Go back over these verses. Write them down. Get into the Word of God for yourself, and He'll speak to your heart. It was great being with you again. Uh, hope you have a great week. And remember, everyday revival for you. <laughs>